everyone. This is Jefferson Livingston, and you are listening to PTP Podcast, the show for pillar to post franchise business owners and their teams. Today, we are talking about what well, we're going to be speaking with Dan Sloan and Alan Reynolds. And what we'll talk about is um, it's kind of unique to our, our podcast that we've had so far. Um, like, how has Dan gotten to where he's at? I guess is part of it. Um, he, he, he purchased a business from another existing franchise business owner and he brought on just recently Alan Reynolds here as like his marketing specialist to help him help him out. So we'll be speaking a bit about that and how that's helped build his business. Um, starting with you, uh, Dan, just tell us briefly, you know, where you got your business from, you know, your a little bit of your background before um, and why you're you're doing what how you're doing what you're doing right now oh yeah sure well good to talk to both of y'all but um so i've been a self-employed business owner for most of my life and um i've owned a, a lot of i owned a couple of cabinet companies i actually was in the aviation industry at one time and um and actually even was a, a home inspector not back in 1993 was something that I really wanted to try. I, I love to have my hands into the construction business and, and doing this type of a thing. And back in 93, I just couldn't make a whole lot of money. There just wasn't a lot of money to be made back in those days. and couldn't really pay pay my uh, all my bills. So I had to find something else. And I got into the construction business and uh, the cabinet uh, retail business. And it was, and I was in it, in it. Uh, excuse me, in that for almost 20 to 30 years. So um, it was a great business to have. The problem is, you'd sell a, a kitchen today, you may not get paid for that kitchen for two, three, four months. And so it was always hard. It was a very hard thing to to bring cash around to keep your keep keep cash in the business. But um, back in I think about 2018, 2019, I purchased a home in Fairhope, Alabama. And um, I called PTP, Pillar to Post, to come inspect the home. And uh, Chris Abair was the owner at that time, and he came in and inspected our home. And we became great friends. Um, his wife became great friends with uh, my wife, and the four of us would go out a lot. We started to do it a lot. And then all of a sudden, one day, Chris kind of st stuck it on us and said, hey, I've got to move. He says, I'm uh, going to be moving to Connecticut and I'm going to sell my business if you know of anybody that may want to buy it. And so I said, well, I'm not sure. And my wife said, no, no, you got to buy this business, Dan. you got to buy this business. And, and I said, well, well, I've already got a business. And she says, yeah, but it's such a cash cow. you got to buy this business. So um, I started really digging into it. I got uh, got on the website, started researching Pillar to Post, started talking to some of the other reps, trying to figure out a little bit more about it. Do I want to buy a franchise or do I want to buy Chris out? Um, you know, which one? Do I want to start up or just buy the whole new franchise? And so then after I started putting the figures together, I knew for a fact that I could pay what I needed to for Chris's business and pay it off in, within a year's time, which is unheard of when you're going to buy a franchise out. So uh, I bit the bullet, uh, jumped into it with all guns, and decided to buy him out. And it's been a, one of the best things I've ever done. I think it's one of the best businesses you can have. It's almost no overhead whatsoever, and just a great, great company to work for. I think if you speak with a lot of other franchise business owners, 
you said there's no overhead. I think they disagree with you because we get nickel and dime to death all the time. With your <laughs> with your experience as a previous business owner, do you think that's right or wrong? Like, well, well, I think it's it, it is it right and wrong. But the good reason. So let's just say you, all of your finance dues, I mean, your loyalty fees, your brand funds, all of that, even when you buy uh, inspection binders, you're only buying those inspection binders or you're only buy, or paying for the royalty fees based on how much work you do. Uh, if you own your own business, uh, like you have a cabinet shop like I did, at one time I had 20 employees, you know, my just my overhead alone was five to six thousand dollars, and in my employees, I'm, one month I never forget my expenses were over a hundred thousand dollars. So there's so many things go into owning a big company like that versus a company like this that you can make big. The beauty is, I mean, yeah, I've got four other uh, full-time inspectors, but they don't get paid unless I got business. And so the beauty is, I mean, if if business goes down. Yeah, I got to pay Alan, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's a good problem to have. You know, that's a good problem to have. So uh, uh, I, don't, I don't see how, if if people haven't been in other businesses, they just don't realize how good they have it here. Yeah, um, good explanation. And, and Alan, um want to include you here a little bit. Tell us a little bit about what happened. How, how, did, uh, how did you come across Dan and decide to work for him? Well, Dan and I met um, probably 2015-ish doing triathlon. We used to run together, and um, I was talking to, I think my wife was talking to his wife one day and just mentioned I was looking for a job. So he called me and said, hey, we want to meet. Let's meet. Let's talk. And um, we just it just kind of worked. And um, he said, let's let's take a chance. And uh, I joke that Dan's kind of like a riverboat gambler. He just said, let's, let's roll the dice. Let's see what happens for, for 90 days. And I said, let's do it. So we, we uh, started working, and... Um, I mean, it's been it's been fun. It seems to be seems to be working. So yeah, uh, well, I think I think we've got a lot of folks who are looking at this business model and wondering, should I do that? Should I jump in and hire someone to help with marketing? Um, you know the numbers pretty well. What what kind of growth have you guys been seeing since you've been on, Alan? Yeah, so I actually put all the numbers together um, year to date. So just to give you an example, for year to date in our area. Um, our air, our market's down 26.7%. Year to date, we're up, um, looks like 18%. Um, given even the fact that it's down late last month, for instance, the market was exactly last month what it was June of 2022. We were up 95% last month compared to last June. So, um, you know, we're we're seeing those numbers increase despite the market being down. We're seeing growth. Uh, the first two months of the year, January was down 50%. We were only down like 18%. So, um, you know, even when we were down, we weren't down as bad as the market. When the market's been better, we've seen that kind of growth. So, uh, literally almost doubled the business, uh, you know, June year over year. So that, again, we're, that, that that that's growth we can we can really put a number to. You're grabbing some market share there. It sounds like that's yeah, absolutely. Um, what's your background? Were you in marketing before, or what would you suggest when somebody's looking to hire someone like yourself? What are you looking for? Uh, you know, my background is varied. I've done everything from I've uh, been in the ministry before. Uh, I've worked in sales. I've I've been in medical management. I think the the key is somebody who uh, has some drive and wants to you know wants to do something but isn't afraid to, you know, the biggest thing is not being afraid to, to 
uh, pull a door handle, pick up the phone, have a conversation, and get to know somebody. Um, you know, I always joke my wife, if I asked her to do what I do, she would just sit in the parking lot of a real estate agency and cry. She Just <laughs> meeting a stranger and talking to somebody she doesn't know, is, it sounds like, like absolute hell to her. Whereas to me, I'm like, this is fun. So yeah. um, the, the personality of somebody who's got a little drive and has the ability to talk to somebody and, and pick up a conversation, uh, I think are the, the, probably the two key things. Dan may, may have a different opinion, but that's what I feel like for me has made me successful. Yeah, what do you oh, think, I Dan? agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, the, I had two other people that I tried in marketing before uh, Alan, and uh, actually one of them was my daughter, and one was a, a friend's wife, and, and I mentioned to them the same thing that I mentioned to Alan, uh, what I wanted them to do, and um, they, they just never could do it. They just, you got to have the right person. You got to have the personality. I never forget back in, um, I think it was February. We were in a, a lunch and learn and I walked into the, uh, the office that Alan had set up and the guy says, Oh my God, you look normal today, Alan. And I just, what are you, what are you talking about? You know? And he said, well, the last time I saw Alan, he walked in here at Christmas time with lights in his beard and just, it, it, it just shocked me. And so I, I said, I don't know what kind of guy this is, but after we got talking to him, we realized he's just, just like all of us. He's a great guy. And, uh, it really just stuck in my mind. And, Believe it or not, that office today is one of the biggest offices we deal with. And so it's all about just being a little different, going in. And uh, I know Alan takes sometimes, he'll even take his son on my golf cart. We we have a lot of offices very close to my home. And we'll take my golf cart with his son to the different offices and walk in. And uh, they just love to see that. I mean, we, we just try different things, you know, and it yeah. really works. No, I used to, uh, you know, I started in 03 with Pillar to Post as a, franchise business owner myself and you, you say you brought your son I used to every one of my kids grew up in pillar to post they all had their own name tags and they'd come along with dad and market it so if you have that opportunity agents love that they love to see that you're you're a family business Absolutely. Um, that, that's great so Dan when you were looking to hire somebody we, we had actually spoke last uh, uh, November October around there and you were thinking about bringing somebody else on. Um, one thing I've noticed is every time there's a fork in the road, and you know we've had other groups and and stuff too. We've talked to people, and it's like, yeah, should I go for it or should I not? And you seem to jump every time. So you were you were debating whether to bring somebody on, and you just went for it. Um, what what inspired you to do that? Well, I think, unfortunately, it's my personality, personally. I mean, my dad always gave me a hard time about that. Uh, I don't know if you know what some of my other background is. I used to race horses 100 miles, and then I used to run 100 miles. I used to do uh, ultra marathons, 100-mile racing. And my dad said, can't you be satisfied with going 6 miles or 10 miles? Why do you have to do 100? And I said, that's not me. It's not who I am. So I always am that type of a guy. And so when I talked to Alan and... We talked about it. I, you know, I ran my finances and to make sure that I could get through the cold months or the hard months. And uh, I said, yeah, I can do this. We can make it work. And I just feel that Alan could get out there and, and make it work. And, and I did. And it's been one of the best things. Um, and not only with Alan. I mean, it's why, I mean, when I first started this business, I mean, it was only me. And then I decided to hire one inspector. And I will give Pillar to Post a lot of credit because after 
I hired the one inspector and got him on. That's when Pillar to Post come out with, uh, we'll give you half off on the next inspector training. So I hired another one. And then they come out with a deal, okay, we're going to give you free training. And I said, well, why not? I mean, what's this guy going to cost me? It's free training. Uh, he's not going to make any money unless he's doing a job for me. So what's it going to cost? So it's always, uh, it's always who I am. I just jump to the... I just try to make it work, and I've always been that way. Yeah, because you started, when you took over from Chris, he was a single operator doing what, around $100,000 a year? Yeah, I think about 150 business. something like that. 150 right. yeah. He yeah. was running a good single operator business for sure. Um, and then you, you've taken that. How, what does your um, staff look like now? Okay, so we have uh, – four full-time inspectors including myself i have one guy that's in training so i'll have five i have full-time marketing guy and alan and then i have a full-time a customer service uh, lady which is alan's wife julie who does all of our answering of our phones and and that type of a stuff so yeah we've gone a long way from that single operator it, you know when it, and when i first bought it too I, you know i called different pillar to post and I asked them, um, I, I thought that's all I wanted. I thought I only wanted it to be me. I didn't want to get much bigger. And so now we've been so lucky, my wife and I, with the way that the business has gone. I mean, we're taking some unbelievable uh, vacations. We'll be gone uh, three weeks in September. And I'm not worried about it because I, when I say this, and I really, really mean this, we have a team. And this team is strong. You mentioned your team and how they, you have that good coercion. What what, what what has uh, helped with that? What have you done? Are you having weekly meetings? Are you getting together? What what have you done to help kind of build that feeling of team? Well, absolutely. Uh, we definitely always uh, we get together. We have weekly meetings. We try to have weekly meetings. We've been so busy lately. We haven't been able to. And so we really, uh, we do things other than just inside uh, an office or sitting at a desk and talking. Um, and it's kind of funny because uh, one thing I did uh, was I gave um, a $250 bonus to whatever inspector could do uh, the most added services for the month. And uh, so the inspectors kind of got in this little really competitive deal. Okay, well, I'm going to get it or I'm going to get it. And then it got to the point where, uh, they would text every time they got an added service they would text the other one oh i beat you today i got this one and so uh, you know now we've we've got names for them you know the the different guys who are doing the, the doing it and it's become fun i mean it's really just become fun and everybody on our team has got a great personality so i think uh it always refer back to uh and I'm a big baseball guy, as most people know me. But I always refer back to the Braves, and I refer to the Yankees. I mean, you can you can buy as many you can buy as many players as you want, and put as much money on the books. But is if if you don't have a team that gets along, it just doesn't do anything. And that's the same way I feel about us. I mean, you just gotta have people that get along. Uh, I tell you another big thing I believe in, and um, and I'm not knocking young people at all, and please don't think I am, but every one of my inspectors have a little age, have a little experience, and know how to treat customers, and uh, that's I think that's also very huge. That is big, is um, and even with Alan, the personality, right? When we're talking about what kind of person you want to have 
doing inspections or, or marketing is they've got to be able to, to talk to people and have that bedside manner. Um, I like how you said, you know, some people would just drive up to the, you know, if it was your wife, Alan, you said she'd just drive up and be crying in the parking lot. I've heard stories of other franchise business owners who would leave and go out to market and just sit in a parking lot. It's just for some people, that is a major challenge. Um, so when you brought on Alan, it wasn't to, because you were afraid of marketing or, or it was the capacity of being able to, to do all these things. But I think that's something for folks to consider also is find out where your weaknesses and strengths are. You don't have to do everything yourself. You could bring on someone, someone like Alan to help you out with those, those, uh, things as well. And I was going to ask you, Alan, what, um, what does your daily, you know, tell us a bit about what you're doing to help grow the business. Um, I think that's a struggle that a lot of folks have is what should I have my marketing person do? Um, so what are the things you're doing, for example, to get those lunch and learns? What are the things you're doing to get the whales, to get people to start using you? And yeah, what does what your, your daily and weekly tasks look like? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm going to refer back to... Um, a book that I read once called Fanatical Prospecting by Jeb Blunt. And, and the prospecting we do in this is a little bit different than what you might do in a normal sales job. But one thing he talks about is having that, that prospector's mindset that you're, you're always looking to overturn another rock. You're always looking for one more place to be. So, um, and, and I think that you're, when you hire someone to do marketing, when Dan and I talked about what this role would look like, it was how do, how do we get in front of and get around and get with agents who are going to be referring to us and, and, and how do we do that? So, you know, I had to learn <clears throat> what, uh, you know, really how to pitch pillar to post to people, what, what was attractive to an agent. And so I could talk intelligently to them. Uh, that took a little learning curve for me because I hadn't been in this business before, but as far as, you know, what, 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 what is, what is the real goal? The real goal is to be where agents are, uh, to get in front of them. So uh, on a weekly basis, I try to visit, you know, basically 15 to 20 offices. Uh, Dan and I, uh, first thing he asked me to do was make a list of offices. So I made that list, um, and, and, and kind of curated that list a little bit to offices that I knew somebody would be there. I didn't want to waste my time going to an office that I know the door is going to be locked. Um, so we go to offices where there's people there, I deliver, uh, sometimes goodies, sometimes just flyers and brochures. And as far as setting up lunch and learns, it's just asking you shall receive, um, you know, walk in, talk to them and go, Hey, do you guys offer an opportunity for a company like us to come in, vendors to come in and talk? Uh, we'd love to bring you guys some lunch, uh, talk about what we do and how we do it differently, uh, how we can help you, you and your agents and, 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 you know, your clients to get the closing faster and, and to do this process better. And, uh, some of them are like, yeah, let's get you on next week. And some of them are like, Hey, we're not doing that right now. Or, you know, it'll be a little bit of time. And, uh, some of them have great gatekeepers that do a great job that they've been asked to do. Uh, they make it real difficult. They're real nice, but they're real difficult to get through. Um, and, and that's kind of what we've done. Uh, but as you continue to, you know, I've got a list of, of offices we haven't been in. Uh, I know which ones those are. I met an agent from there just last Thursday night. I said, hey, I need help getting in that office. She goes, here, here's my number. Let's talk. So she's going to help me get a lunch and learn there. Did that at an open house a couple of weeks ago. Um, that's another thing I'm always looking for is we have a lot of broker open houses or agent open houses that are during the week that are primarily geared for other agents coming in and seeing the house versus buyers coming in and seeing the house fantastic networking opportunities. Um, there's been times when I've sat there and sh shaken uh, 25, 30 hands in a two-hour period of agents from a number of different brokerages. Um, you know, it's hard to do that driving around in a, in a whole day. So 
um, any, any type of things like that that you're finding, uh, and you have to be on the lookout for it. I've got one that I'm going to, I think two that I'm going to go to after this uh, today, and then there's one tomorrow that will be hitting in addition to the offices. So it's just doing that kind of stuff and doing it consistently, uh, repetitively. Uh, you know, when you're meeting new people, you're getting to know them, and you're meeting people that you've already met, you're, you're following up with them and, and, and that kind of thing. I actually have a list. Uh, of all the offices with notes on there of who works the front desk, who do I talk to for lunch and learn, and, and how many agents they have, who's usually there, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, you know, they keep that, that those those lists going so I know what I'm what I'm doing and what I'm getting myself into, and I can remind myself of those things. Awesome. Um, what does it look like when you go to an office? Like, like give us an example. <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, again, knowing that the office is going to have somebody there almost all the time because that's the ones I've curated the list to uh, just walk in and start talking. How, how are you doing? How are things going? How is business? Um, you know, we talk about this a lot, hearing from them, asking them the questions, letting them talk um, versus me going in and just trying to pitch what we do and how we do it all the time. I don't want to start with that. I want to start with hearing from them. Uh, hearing, you know, how are you, do you have any listings out there when you're talking to an agent? What, what, what can we do to help you? Um, and just, just getting to know them and getting to understand who they are. Um, and at some point, you know, I do want to make sure I mention, hey, we, we have the three, the 360 photos. Hey, we do the punch list. We do, uh, you know, the laser measured floor plan. We do all these things that we do, but really getting to know them. And, and again, just not being afraid to talk to whoever's, whoever's on the other side of that door. And um, sometimes it's people that you've already met and talked to, and sometimes it's people that you've never met. And that's just another opportunity. So, um, but it's just walking in and, and having that conversation. Um, Dan, we, we've talked in the past about brand experience. Um, how has that made a difference? You, you've been very ecstatic and excited about the brand experience with 360, with the binders and stuff. How, how is that making a difference for you folks? Well, I think it's a difference. difference. It's, a, it's a way to explain when you're doing a lunch and learn what you are different than everybody else. I mean, and, and also, I mean, the PTP 360, anybody that's not doing them, anybody that's worried about doing them uh, should not even think that way because how many times it saves you on an inspection that maybe you had a water leak behind a couch that you you couldn't have seen, but now with the 360, you can. Um, and then we always try to print out binders. Now, it is unfortunate a lot of times there's no one there, but we always tell the agents, hey, if you want us to print out the binder and drop it by your office, we will, because we think it's very important. And it, it, it's kind of crazy. So how many times that you have an agent, you haven't used you, and you start printing up a binder, and she's saying, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm printing your report. And she says, you right now you print it right now so yes ma'am we that's the way we do every job and, and it's just it's a differentiator i mean it's they just can't believe uh that you're doing that so i think that we have so much it, it put it this way let's just say i'm going into a lunch and learn i don't have the 360 and i don't have the ptp estimates and i don't have um the laser beam uh the measurements uh, so what am i going to talk about but am I just going to talk about, oh, yeah, I'm going to go around and look at your outlets. I'm going to open your windows. But no, I get to go in there and brag about who we are and about what we do, and no one else has it. And so even though we are more money than most everybody, they know it, and they don't care. They just they say, hey, we want, we want what you have. In the past, we've talked about capacity. That, that's been a big topic, I know, for Charles and, and so much with the businesses having 
having capacity. I'll frequently run into folks who were where you were at the beginning as a single operator and they're they're getting to that point where they can hire and then uh, they slow down a bit so they shouldn't hire and then they're getting busier. What I'm seeing is is they're marketing and then they get too busy to market and then they market and then they so it, it's a roller coaster. I, I think you've been able to kind of solve that with your business. You're continually growing. How has capacity helped you with that? Oh, it's tremendous. So I always believe that, and I think we touched on it a little bit earlier, that the certain people have a certain way of doing things. I mean, I definitely could use a home inspector to go in and knock on office doors or see if they could get a lunch inspector, but they're more technicians. They're kind of like the mechanic. They're out there doing the job. So I think, you know, you have to have a guy that does that work, and then you have a person like Alan that, that's doing his job, the marketing. So it's totally two, two different things. But I'll give you a, a good example about having the right amount of people. So back in, I think it was May, the 1st of May, I had a phone call from a... Um, an agent and she said hey Dan I've got a big question to ask you and I said what is it she says I need 30 inspections next week can you do it and I said 30 are you kidding me Melissa no 30 and I said uh, yeah I can do it I never say no that's my motto I never say no and so we, we did it but we couldn't have done it if we didn't have the amount of inspectors that we have but not only did we do 30 uh, we did 54 that week and not single, not a single job did we turn down and everyone after we finished those jobs were extremely happy with what we did. If we hadn't had that, if we hadn't had that extra inspector or that extra time, there's no way we could have done that. But just to have that capacity is going to make you grow. Um, and I think that's been a big thing Now we have a, a we do something a little bit different than maybe some of the other places do. We have a 24-hour policy. We inspect all of our homes within 24 hours or it's free. Now, if they call in today and say they don't want the inspection for three days, that's fine. But if they want it tomorrow, we're going to do it tomorrow. And we've never, ever uh, went away from that. And so we ever, we talk about that a lot at Lunch and Learns. And everybody, all the ages says, you could do it in 24 hours? How can you do that? And, and you know, when, when I first started thinking about this thought process, well, why can't I do them tomorrow? Why can't I do them tomorrow? And there was no reason to tell me why I couldn't do them tomorrow. I mean, if you've got two inspectors, more than likely those inspectors can do two to three. So you can do six just on two inspectors. So if you got, I mean, today we're doing eight. You know, so there's really not a reason to not be able to do them. We've also had uh, uh, agents that's called us in, in the morning time and say, hey, Dan, I've got to have an inspection today. Is there any way you can do it today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I never say no. And so I always tell Julie when somebody calls in Julie and, and Julie will put out a text to all the other uh, inspectors and say, hey, who wants to do this? Who can do this? Who can do that? I said, if anybody says they can't do it, it's fine. If nobody can do it, I'll do it because I'm not going to say no. And so we'll, we'll do an inspection on Sunday. We did one uh, about two weeks ago. It was a $5 million house on the bay. Why would I not take it? Uh, so <laughs> if anybody asks us to do one on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, we're, we always do them. We never say no. I like that. Never say no. And, uh, <laughs> 
because what happens when hey it's it's 75 miles away we don't have time to go do that that agent goes and they're using somebody else next time so you're, you're earning a new agent potentially and you're retaining agents which is which is huge the other thing um, with capacity that I think is is critical is your ability to continue to market I know you all are involved with workmen for example um, how how and Alan, are you helping with the workman points and keeping track of that and stuff? I think you've been on some of those calls as well. So what is it looking like workman point wise? What are you guys doing and, and how is workman helping you? Um, and one thing I, I forgot to mention this earlier, one thing we do with workman or that workman inspired me to do was we, we do handwritten postcards uh, to thank the agents for a referral. I do that every Monday. So I think last week I had to write like 22. Um, but we do that. Uh, the open houses count for, what, five points. Um, and, and, again, walking into an office, you never know who you're going to meet. I walked into an office the other day, and the broker standing right there at the front desk. She and I sat and talked for 30 minutes. <laughs> so uh, that counts, I think, for 10 points. But can you imagine a better a better meeting than walk in, and the broker's like, sure, I'll randomly give you 30 minutes of my time to sit here and talk talk with you about business. Um, so, yeah, we, we've been doing that, trying to keep the points. Dan, we've hit, what, I think one day we hit, like, 180 points just because we, we had like nine inspections that day and i think i ended up talking to like three brokers just kind of randomly uh, having long meetings like that and, and and it's not you know when you're getting out there and just doing it doing it doing it it's it's it's, it's able to get that added up but i think it was a challenge for us uh in a good way to see the points and go hey let's 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 do more points than we're required to do um so i think that's that's kind of where we've been but yeah i've been, i've done all the workman calls and we appreciate the the insight that they've had uh you know for, for us to kind of give us some extra ideas and extra thoughts well, I've noticed also um, you guys are in the running for affiliate of the year. What uh, and when I look up at every every year when we're at brand conference, and I see those million dollar folks get on the stage, knowing a lot of them myself, I, I know a lot of them have been affiliate of the year. And and so what what are some of the things that you guys have done to be able to be in the running for that? Well, I think, again, I think it's part of uh, just doing a little bit of everything. I mean, we, we sponsor a lot of um, different things through Baldwin County Realtors Association. I'm on the uh, Community Service Committee, uh, which I'm working with them this Saturday. Um, it, I mean, with all of our lunch and learns, all of our sponsorships, we do what we call Mingle Thursdays or uh Thirsty Thursdays, kind of, where we sponsor it, and we're always in front of them. Um, another thing y'all are talking about, like Julie hates to uh, go in and meet anybody. Uh, a lot of people can't stand up and talk to people. You know, they just—it's one of the things that scares them to death more than anything to stand up in front of everybody. Well, God gave me the the ability just to speak, and I just speak. So I just get up there and talk. And and Alan will tell you that many times we've been into lunch and learns where they'll say, okay, well, you have 15 minutes. You only got 15 minutes. And Alan will look down at his watch, and it's 45 minutes already gone by. And so uh, unless somebody's going to throw me out, I'm just going to keep talking. But, yes, uh, we are up for affiliate of the year. We were nominated. Uh, I think the award banquet's at the end of August. We're hoping we get it. But who knows? There's, uh, who knows how many other people is nominated? But I guarantee you, if we do get it, and I guarantee even if we don't, people know who we are now, for sure. Well, that 
that's such a critical part, I think, for success is being involved in those associations. Um, and I know you guys all go to those and you're, you're being on those um, committees. It, it helps a ton. Um, I know that from personal experience and stuff, too. And people people know who you are. So that that's some advice I'd give to anybody is get involved in your realtor association. Um, uh, Jefferson, uh, if I can interject, too, one, one thing I did... Um, I think at Dan's suggestion early on was called the Realtor Association and said, we want to be a value-added affiliate. We want to do, you know, we, we obviously want to grow. We want this to benefit us, but we want to be value-added. We, we have money to spend. Where's the best place to spend it? How, how best can we do And she said, oh, here's the things you should do. And she listed off a handful of things, and she said, and here's what I need you to do. Like one of them, for instance, was work the desk uh, so they everybody could sign in and that relieved one of their staff members from having to sit at the desk and sign people in to go do something else with with their you know two hours of the morning well that also enabled us to meet 104 realtors as they walked in the door so it was it, it worked both ways but being value added and and being able to say here's what you guys suggested and we're doing what you suggested and we're trying to be helpful um and then you know uh, they put on a, Dan mentioned the member mingle the other day was um, just a meeting at a restaurant. Everybody had some drinks, but appetizers were bought and making sure, you know, we made sure to go back and, and officially tell them, hey, this was a great event. Thank you so much for putting this on. Thank you for letting us be there. Um, so when they see us, they're like, hey, it's it's the Pillar to Post guys. And they're not like, oh, it's just these guys. Uh, they know us. They know that we're value added. And we're, so we're genuinely invested in the overall process and the market uh, of, of what they're trying to accomplish accomplish yeah along again the lines with what a workman's telling us is is that service giving not necessarily expecting anything back but that's the tendency when we're out there in front of people they're gonna that, that's who they know that's who they want to use that's who they appreciate um alan another question what advice um would you give to somebody in the same role that that you're doing so We've got another franchise business owner that's hiring somebody. They're calling, and I know we've actually had this already where you're talking to other people, and I'm sure you're willing to do that, but you're talking to other folks who have, have got a role similar to yours. What what kind of advice do you give them? Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's a... Um two tendencies that we can have when we start prospecting. And one is kind of the shotgun approach and just do everything you can do and, and just hope for the best. Um, and you just kind of spread that wide. The other is to be um, what we call paralysis by analysis, where you can overthink and be over, overly critical of what you're doing and, and trying to figure out the perfect solution. Um, I would say, number one, get out there and just let's get started do something um you know, a lot of times we're not doing much or we're not doing anything um, so getting started is, is good uh, i think the list that i created for office visits has been fantastic um you know workman offers a good uh analogy uh, or acronym um ford where you're talking about you know you're when you're talking to a realtor you're you're getting to know the family uh i forget what they all stand for at this point um but but the, the, you're getting to know them. You're not trying to just pitch you. You're trying to understand who they are and how you can fit into that. Um, and and that's a that's a huge thing is getting you know getting to them, understanding how to have that conversation, and then understanding where you can pitch pillar to post at the right point. Um, nobody, 
if all you do is walk in and go, let me talk about pillar to post, I don't really want to hear about you, uh, you're no better than a telemarketer at that point. So getting to understand how to have a conversation, how to appropriately pitch what we do, and being consistent with it. Um, you know, another thing we've done in, in sponsoring these open houses is taking pictures and video and posting online. Um, you know, that that's just exposure for the realtors. They very much value that. Um, and I know I visited an open house for an agent that I hadn't met uh, a couple of months ago. Um, she was so grateful. Uh, she reached out and she said, I don't care what happens. My next inspection is going to you guys. And she absolutely called and set up an inspection a couple of weeks later. Um, you know, they, they, they value this. So just making sure you're getting out there and getting in front of these people and making sure your value added to what they're doing and not just, not just pitching what we do. Obviously we want to be able to do that. Um, but I, I I would say you almost have to earn that right to be heard with what we do. Um, so if you just walk in swinging, going, here's who we are, you're, you're not going to get that hearing when you walk in and say, I want to be value added to what you do. And I want to understand who you are. Um, I want to understand about your kids. I want to understand about your family. I want to follow up on your vacation last, last month or whatever. Um, so being able to learn how to have a conversation like that, I think is, is critical. Great. And as we're getting close to wrapping it up, um, Dan, you, you've come a long ways. Um, what, what, what's your goal this year? So you took over the business. Basically, 2020 was your first full year. That's correct. And yes. you, you had a business that was doing $150,000. And right. what's your goal for this year? Yeah, I think in 21, I actually won an award through Pillar to Post. My business grew 75% in uh, 21. I think we grew about 20-something uh, percent in 22. And this year, um, uh, my original goal was to do about uh, 800 inspections at uh, about 480,000 in sales. And um, I think we're ahead of that. I think we're going to beat that. Um, you know, it's pretty amazing what we've done. And, and one thing we really pushed hard on, too, um, when I took over the business, uh, the added services were extremely low. And um, I think it was about 3%, 4%. And so we took it on as that, and I didn't really pay that much attention to added services. And so one thing I've really done this time is I put a lot of emphasis on it, and I, uh, you know, I have little awards for my guys if they go out and uh, uh, sign something. If they do a added services on the job site, I give them 50% of it because 50% I wasn't going to have, so I give them 50% of whatever it is. And uh, that really drives them because they know they can make more money. But kind of give you an idea, last year alone, we did $18,000 in total added services through the entire year. Right now, we've got $22,000 added services through this time in July. So we're going to double our added services from last year. And, um, and we're even trying to go bigger than that. I'm trying to make it uh, this past this month, which will be by far my biggest month ever in added services, we're at 14.7%. So we're going to continue and continue to drive that added services. Um, but yeah, you know, my goal is like a lot of guys. I mean, I want to hit the, the million dollar mark. I'd like to hit uh, 100 inspections a month. I did 99 in, in May. I did 89 in June. Uh, so, uh, you know, those are the goals that I want to hit. Uh, and, and it's kind of funny because uh, every week on, on Monday morning, uh, Alan always <laughs> has a hard time with me. He said, I call him up and I said, what's going on, Alan? we got three inspections. He said, well, just give us a second. And then, and, and then the next three to four hours, I mean, in, 
uh, Julie book 15. So, I mean, it's it's crazy how this business is. Uh, don't think uh, you can lay low and you're going to get a day off or so because normally it don't happen when you're busy like we are. No, I, I love that again where you're like never say no. Yeah, and never say no. you just keep pushing it. So right. remember that. I think uh, never say no and just keep working that business and you're going to you're going to see that success. Um, any last words of advice from either of you? I don't, I don't think I've got anything. I appreciate the, the, the conversation. And like I said, if, if there's anything I had to say is get out there and, and get started because like Dan said, nobody's going to knock your door down trying to do it. But um, and, and, and keeping in mind that marketing is a long-term play. Um, it's very rare that we, it happens, but it's very rare that you meet somebody and the next day they're wanting to book an inspection. Typically you're meeting people and they're booking an inspection in a couple of months or when they have their next buyer. So, uh, you, you know, what it take us, Dan, you might know better than I do offhand. Um, it took us at least three, three or four months before we really started seeing the fruits of that. But now we're really seeing the fruits of that when you're talking about being up 95% uh, year over year. So, um, yeah. you know, get, 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 getting going and realizing that it's a long-term play, it's not the same as some type of sales positions where you might see results immediately you're going to see them build up build over time but they will build over time you know and i agree also i mean i think one of the biggest things that everybody has to remember is customer service and you can't say that enough customer service customer service customer service think about it yourself you don't want to call someone and be held on the line on hold for 30 minutes or an hour and you don't want to wait on someone to come do your inspection. You don't want to wait on anything. I mean, we have convenience stores because everybody wants to be convenient. So what are we? If you give that customer service, you're going to go a long way. Awesome. Well, thank you both for uh, participating. And this brings our podcast to an end. So Dan and Alan, uh, it's been great to learn more about what y'all have done to build your business over these last uh, few years and um, how you've taken advantage of a marketing position to help grow that business even more and um, I wish you all the best of luck and thank you very much um, to all our listeners out there watching this video if you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes please reach out to Alicia at alicia.sumar at pillar2post.com and uh, thank you everybody for listening today and have a great uh, rest of the day Thanks Thank y'all.